0: this is Bloomberg Surveillance.
1: No matter what happens, the U.S. dollar will continue to strengthen, whether the Fed hikes in June or wait until December. The
2: U.S. economy is in very good shape right now, better shape than it has been for almost a decade. We're washing around marking time before the next leg
1: higher in the U.S. dollar. I'm just not completely comfortable in my mind with whether it's led by this risk aversion or
0: Mm. this Fed tightening. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio.
3: Good morning, everyone. Michael McHugh in time, Keene Worldwide, Bloomberg Surveillance, coast-to-coast Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning, Boston, Bloomberg 1200, 991 FM, Washington, Baltimore, 11.30 in New York and in San Francisco just waking up in Cupertino, we say. Good morning, 960, the Bay Area, and all of you on Sirius and XM. Why do I go through all of our distribution? Because we have for the entire hour... On your world of media, whether your daughters are doing musically, whether you're doing Minecraft or Apple, how many Apple things are in your house from BTIG for the entire our Walter Pisik and he's brought along Rich Greenfield as well. We Are, are we going to play Minecraft? The, we're going to play Minecraft like kids here. It's
4: are just going to be so excited.
3: <laughs> it's all digital all the time. We're going to help you with the sanity of your insane digital space. We will do that here in a moment. Bloomberg Surveillance this morning brought to you by Cone Resnick. Look ahead, gain insight, imagine more. Get forward-thinking advice that can help turn business possibilities into business opportunities. Find out more at conresnick.com BTIG is Rich Greenfield, Walter Pisek helping out on media. Rich, I want to frame why this is important. You, years ago, created securities analysis history. Everybody just took the CFA exam. By literally almost getting arrested off of an initial public offering. It was dead serious, serious stuff. We'll leave the name of the company out of it. Since then, you went from Goldman Sachs and you were doing your thing and you almost ended up in jail and yelling and screaming and all that. The media business has totally changed. Did you have any inkling back when you were almost getting invested seven, eight, nine years ago, how this whole digital media thing would explode? Did you see it coming?
5: I mean, look, we live through music. So I think when, you know, having gone through the music industry and seeing how um, piracy and the digital transition was so hard. I mean, think about music and how hard it right. fell, how many companies have been hurt, how many executives have uh, been downsized throughout the music labels. I-, I think music was a great learning experience for what TV was going to come or video, video more generally. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's, what's crazy is they saw it coming. They knew digital was coming. Right. And they still weren't prepared.
3: I'll go with that. I want to get right to the emotion of the moment. I know Mike's got a million questions, and Walter's here on Apple, and and in that. In Mary Meeker's 232 slides, whatever it is that she just put out, the single slide is on ad blocking. It's here. It's real. How does your world respond to people, and full disclosure, folks, I use it, saying I'm not going to look at ads?
5: Well, look, I think that's exactly why on mobile. There's only a few companies that are really winning, and it's the big platforms. It's the Facebooks. It's the Snapchats. The the platforms are really going to win, and all of the distributed web is a very hard place because you've got this whole free web supported by advertising, and as you said, Tom, more and more people aren't looking at advertising. It's really the same problem we have in linear TV is People don't want to have their time wasted. They don't want to be disrupted, and so they're doing things to make basically make better use of their time right. and experience.
3: And Mike and, and Walter, to your point on Apple TV, I watch Apple TV, so I watch fewer
4: ads. Even oh,
3: when Mike, even when it's I, absolutely. I yeah. mean, I,
4: it, it's a fascinating thing, Walter. My kids at Christmas time never ask for anything except the stuff they've already got. You know, more Legos or stuff like that. And I've decided it's because we watch Apple TV. They don't see commercials. They don't see what the new hot toy is. And other parents have told me the same thing.
6: Although I just want a drone. And all of my kids, even though that they don't aren't getting advertised, the drone knew everything about it because the advertisements end up being these YouTube clips that they keep mm. watching. And they have kids that are basically demoing these products. They're, the kids are probably getting paid, so it's actually a new form of of uh, commercialization that they're reaching. At least my kids, <laughs> who actually have a Minecraft on one window, a YouTube on the other, they're watching someone play Minecraft while they're playing Minecraft. That would really ma- amazes me that
4: they sit and they watch other people play these silly games, even while like,
6: playing it themselves. I so. know
4: it's it's amazing. Let me go back to uh, to uh, something that Rich uh, was. Uh, talking about when when you said that um, the challenge is getting people who don't want to waste their time to put up with ads because the Internet is free. If that's the case, how come the good folks at the Wall Street Journal are like the only people out there who've been able to make a subscription model work? Can't people convince folks that if you, if, if you give us a few dollars, then you'd never have to see ads?
5: Well, when I want to step back because I do think there's, <coughs> there's one other element to what you just said that's important. It's not just about having your time wasted, um, in terms of, uh, the ad itself. Part of it's also the experience. So, you know, when you load up a website and there's 37 different ads loading in the background, The the lag time is actually really annoying. And so there's a lot of people who like the speed and efficiency of removing the ads, Um, not just the blocking of the content on the page itself, but it's actually the, the speed time I think is a real factor. But, you know, I think the Wall Street Journal, look, you've got a unique case, right? I mean, this is something for Wall Street becomes like critical reading. I think everyone else, the problem is what is unique? I mean, look at Snapchat. You can turn on Snapchat. You can download it for free. You can literally access it for free, and you can get CNN content. You can get the plays of the day from basically from ESPN. You can get actually a bunch of Wall Street Journal content. The problem is the platforms are becoming so powerful that it's becoming harder and harder. And so the Wall Street Journal may fit a very specific niche, but for everyone else, there's so many sources of free, easily available content. That all the content makers that used to sell subscriptions to get to are now providing their content for free to. It's really a, a real problem for publishers.
4: A million quite ways to follow this up, but just uh, when and you, you talk about um, the idea that you can get all this stuff on on the platform, so many we hear from so many different companies these days. We're going into digital uh, because uh, that you know content is where the future is. They can't. I mean, they can't make money, can they, over the long run, uh, unless they have a Wall Street Journal kind of exclusivity. Because well, let's say Cosmo.
5: So Cosmo used it sells magazines, right? And now Cosmo puts its content onto Snapchat Discover. Is that a smart move? They get their brand awareness. My daughter now, I think, who's thirteen, knows what Cosmo is because it's on Snapchat Discover. Oh. But, but. Is she more likely to buy Cosmo magazine or sign up for a Cosmo subscription?
3: Yeah, yeah the linkage isn't there. God, right? I just,
5: I find it very hard to believe that she's going to sign up for a Cosmo subscription. I think she likes getting Cosmo for free on Snapchat.
3: Rich Greenfield, oh, this is wonderful folks for the entire hour. Rich Greenfield, quickly, what's your single Best Buy?
5: Uh, right now, we love Netflix. We think Netflix is the single most undervalued stock in the okay. group.
3: I'm going to go back, Walter, to, to go a little more in depth here than just quickly on Netflix, and we'll come back to this. Justify where you are now on Apple, given all the uncertainty.
6: <laughs> it's, it's definitely one of those things where you have to defend yourself with, with the buy rating for Apple these days. Um, it, it is our belief that they will return to growth in this December quarter. It's a no growth year. If they go into a second no-growth year, which starts in this December quarter, it's going to be hard for anyone. Goldman
3: Sachs to model, zero to three percent revenue growth. Do you agree? Or Any type of revenue, rev-
6: uh, we agree for the December quarter, and then next year you're talking about a low single-digit growth company. Look, when when they launched the six, this was a. Very unique scenario. There was a lot of pent-up demand for these large products.
3: How did they change use of cash deployment given low single-digit growth?
6: There's been a lot of pressure for acquisitions to find new spaces. But, look, they're they're trying to do this with increased R&D by developing the products internally. So if they're not buying companies to get into new categories, they should give it back to shareholders. The
3: three of you, anybody got an idea on Twitter? Mike, who will take out Twitter? I
6: don't have an
4: idea. Oh, good, Rich. (laughs) (laughs) Look.
5: Twitter is a great newsreader. Uh, it's a great way to find out what's going on in the world. Mm. But most people are not active. It's not social. You know, the The reason why people oh, keep... That must
3: explain why I'm on it.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Walter, Apple by Twitter?
6: Um... I think that time has passed. I'm not sure that the eyeballs that they're getting gave me There's much more important right. things for Apple to take a look Mike at. Mike, help
3: days. me with Rich Greenfield here. He's on Twitter. Distract him.
6: Well, I'm, I'm trying.
3: I'm trying
4: to retweet you. So <laughs> I'm just trying to give you some more social following. You know, I get in trouble for not tweeting enough. Uh, you know, uh, the, our executive producer uh, Rachel and everybody says you have to no. tweet out the content of the show. How do I do that while well, I'm making the show? This but, is so something- Look, Twitter just
5: put another or just lost another head of product. I mean, this is a company that that. every single year they lose their head of product. I mean, they can't keep somebody. The problem is they don't know what the product's supposed to be. Walt and I and maybe you, we love the product the way it is, and it's really useful as a utility for us. But for the average person, Twitter is confusing, totally totally confusing. And if you didn't use Twitter, you're no worse off than you were the day before. Here's what
3: we're doing, folks. Mike and I have been doing this for decades, and we discovered – A year ago was some testing that if you get two really smart people in a room for an hour, good things happen. We've been doing that more and more, and we do it this hour. Walter Pysak with us. And Richard Greenfield, they are with BTIG and they call it Median Cable Systems. I don't know what that means, okay. but anyways, they are here to talk to us about our digital disruption, which Mike is appropriate considering John Tucker uses the original cell phone uh, from one of those, uh, those, those movies from years ago. Futures up five, Dow futures up 46.
4: Okay, let's check in now with, Michael, uh, with uh, John Tuck at the latest World and National Headlines. John. I only
7: weighs 10 pounds. Uh, Hillary Clinton hoping for victory at today's primaries in California, New Jersey, in contests in four other states. Bunted AP count shows she already has reached the number of delegates needed for the Democratic nomination. Her Democratic rival, Bernie Sanders, says tomorrow he's returning to Vermont to, in his words, Assess where we are. Speaker Paul Ryan set to unveil the first plank of a House Republican legislative plan. It's aimed at carving out an agenda for a party whose presumptive presidential nominee hasn't offered many detailed policy positions. At least 11 are dead. Another 36 wounded after rush hour car bombing targeting a bus-carrying riot police went off in Istanbul. And forecasters say Tropical Storm Column moving rapidly toward the northeast as it continues to drop heavy rains over the south. The storm moved across Florida yesterday, knocking out power and flooding roads. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm John Tucker. Tom and Mike.
3: John, thanks so much. Rich Greenfield, Walter Pisek on Apple, on Netflix, next, Bloomberg Surveillance.
4: The news update brought to you by Land Rover Parsippany. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure, the Discovery Sport was built to help your search. Visit LandRoverParsippany.com or 1-800-FIND-4WD. Land Rover, above and beyond.
0: Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com. The Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
8: And I'm Karen Moscow. Futures are higher this morning. Let's go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. And here's Bill Maloney. Good morning, Bill.
0: Good
1: morning, Karen. That's right. U.S. stock futures remain higher, with Dow futures currently higher by 45 points, s gained four, and Nasdaq futures rise by eight and a half. The U.S. 10 yield at 1.72 percent, and European markets are also climbing. Italy is up 1.8 percent. On the U.S. economic front, at 8.30, non-farm productivity, and at 3 p.m., consumer credit. After the Bellis and Alexion Young drug trial failed to meet primary goal, Sarepta asked for more data from the FDA before ruling, shares are up 20 percent And United Natural Foods boosted its forecast. This morning, Valiant cut its forecast, shares are down 15% pre-market. HD supply was mixed. And Ralph Lauren sees year net revenue... Down low double digits. Shares drop seven percent pre market. In other news, Biogen drops nine percent pre market after its MS drug missed study endpoint. And in deal news, zero Biomet to buy LDR Holding for thirty seven dollars a share in cash. Finally, some of your Wall Street upgrades and downgrades. Amazon price target raised to nine thirty from seven eighty over at Oppenheimer. GoDaddy cut to neutral at Citigroup. Zillow raised to equate at Barclays. Jabil cut to sell at Goldman Sachs. And Western Digital raised to buy. Over at Mizuho, live from the First of Breaking News desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen?
8: All right, thanks, Bill. To hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg-type squawk, go on your terminal. That's S-Q-U-A-W-K, go. That's the Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike.
3: Karen, thanks so much. Bloomberg Surveillance this morning. Watch by Invesco. Looking for investment views? Invesco's high-conviction portfolio managers, are just a click away, go to Invesco.com slash you asked to subscribe to the Invesco blog and follow at Invesco U.S. on Twitter. You were lucky, folks. You were in commercial break. What a battle in our studios over what we're going to talk about for the next 45 minutes. Michael McKee, I believe, after intense negotiations, we're going Apple- Netflix, Game of Thrones.
4: (laughs) Well, all of this is a little bit Game of Thrones here, because Walter Pajczek's head is on the line here, I guess. if He he could be the next one off in that series if Apple doesn't perform because he says buy it. Uh, You said they've got to earn something in the coming year. Uh, How are they going to do that? The latest that I've been reading is that uh, basically uh, if there's a seven in the fall, It's going to be sort of a placeholder. No major changes uh, out there. And it seems to be getting harder and harder to get people excited about a new Apple release. That's
6: definitely been in the tech media, and and that would be, I think, not a good thing because, again, if you need to return to growth, there's not many other product sectors that can do that. Everyone talks about, or a lot of people have been talking about services. Services is only 12% of their business. So even if that performs phenomenally well, it's not going to enable itself – or enable the company to grow. They need growth in phones. And by the way, it's even harder this year because ASPs, or average sale prices, are not going to have this this kind of tailwind that they've had in recent years because of this mix shift to the larger, more expensive phones or the higher capacity phones. So they actually really need to grow those units in the December quarter. So if you're saying that we believe the tech media out there, um, that there's not going to be a substantial uh, change, or that there's going to be more press about the changes that are going to be more exciting next year. That's going to just make that that um, goal uh, of growing units that much harder. Now, when we look at the U.S. Um, and some of these other markets, I still think they're positioned well um, to be able to return to growth in, in that in that fourth quarter. People have aging product that that needs to be uh, updated. It may be that they end up buying the legacy product, the older models, as the pricing comes down. But ultimately, they really need to get that unit growth going.
4: They need to get that unit growth going so that you'll continue to tell people to buy the stock, uh, and then the stock goes up, and uh, in theory that makes them happy. But the question I keep coming back to is, does Tim Cook care? I mean, is he sitting there going, i got to – given where Apple is in the universe, I've got to increase my quarterly sales every time, or is he maybe saying – This is a mature company, and we'll work on the car, or we'll work on the television, or whatever, and we'll get to it when we get to it, and we'll make money when we make money.
6: I think his willingness to appear in financial media is pretty good evidence that he cares. Uh, In fact, some investors may look at that and say, you shouldn't care. You should just focus on making good products, and the success will follow. But the, the reality is, he has been. I think, visible. You could argue that buying stock back after getting pressure from certain investors also is evidence that he cares versus focusing on making the products that are going to deliver growth to the company. It's fine if you want to say, hey, we want to make the best products in the world and we're not going to grow our units because we're not going to just, you know, come out with something cheap. But if you're delivering declining revenue and declining earnings, you're just going to get valued differently. That's the reality.
3: I'm over here tweeting. Just keep going.
6: (laughs) (laughs) I still wonder why
5: they're not using all of their cash to buy things. I mean, if you look at like Facebook, which spent, you know, 19 billion to or 18 billion to buy WhatsApp to try to own the category of messaging, it's still interesting that companies like Apple haven't stepped in or even Google haven't stepped in with those massive acquisitions in the, what I would call the, the, the the services end of the business. There
4: are, there are people. Uh, who, you know, uh, company leaders who say, we should do what we're good at. And uh, Apple hasn't proven to be good at um, creating its own content. Sure. So maybe that's why.
5: I, you know, it's just there is this whole world of communication services that seems central um, to their business. You know, Google's obviously trying to make another run at communication services Uh, with what they're rolling out. Obviously Amazon with Alexa. I mean, that disclosure last week that Amazon's got a thousand people working on Alexa is fascinating when you think about how they want to have, where communications and tying it to the ecosystem of hardware that they're creating and all their other things that they do seem central to their long-term mission. (laughs) Alexa,
4: Tom woke up.
5: No, no, no,
3: this is, this is important. You don't follow Amazon, do you?
5: I don't officially, but I spend a lot of time thinking about its
3: implications. Are they the new digital company? I mean, I'm seeing them everywhere. They're with Witt Stillman's Love and Friendship movie. They're doing movies. They're doing this. They're doing this. Are are, are they the the, the silent digital Rich Greenfield company?
5: Look, from a much higher level, every company that we're talking about, whether it's Google, Apple, Amazon, they're all trying to keep you in their ecosystem longer, and they're trying to create products and services that keep you locked in that ecosystem. For Amazon, it's to sell you more. For Apple, it's to sell you more devices. Is Netflix
3: succeeding at that?
5: But Netflix is really succeeding at that. I mean they're creating more and more content that's giving – and they're on every device. So they've got universal distribution now globally. Anywhere you go, you can turn on Netflix Mm -hmm. on any device that's IP enabled. And the content they're producing is better and better. And look, they're now doing original series in India. They're doing original series in Japan. They're copying the model worldwide. Rich
3: Greenfield on uh, Netflix. I'm suspect. We're having a lot of fun. BTIG, Walter Pysak, Rich Greenfield on the media, Bloomberg Surveillance.
4: Coming up, though, with all due respect, highlight brought to you by Land Rover. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure the Discovery Sport was built to help your search, visit LandRoverTriState.com or call one 800 find 4 WD for details. Land Rover, above and beyond. Good morning, 830 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keene, our economic indicators, brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network. When it's time to change the conversation, talk with a broker-dealer, RIA, that's ready to listen. Call 866-462-3638 or visit Commonwealth.com to learn more. Vinny Del Giudice is at the first word desk, making himself very productive.
0: Michael, yes, news from the Labor Department, revised data on nonfarm productivity, down 0.6% in the first quarter as forecast, not quite as sharp a decline as in the initial estimate, which was down 1%. Unit labor costs, meantime, up more than forecast, up more than the prior estimate plus 4.5% in the first quarter. Later today, Federal Reserve data and consumer credit. At the Bloomberg First yeah. Word Desk, I'm Vinny Del Giudice. Let's go back to New York.
3: Mike, you are good at this. I'm not, but we are remiss in the media that we don't go beneath the headline data and productivity. Mike, I've just gone to compensation per hour. Boy, that's a good statistic, 3.7%. Compensation per hour is a an awfully good number given the gloom. Of productivity.
4: Well, it's got to continue um, yeah. we'll have to see that grow.
3: There it is uh, two corrections, surveillance corrections, first of all, uh, with us Walter Pisek and Rich Greenfield of BTIG as we look at the media this entire hour. Uh, a surveillance correction, I previously suggested that Mr. Greenfield had spent time in jail uh, <laughs> over some security analysis of a year ago. I misconstrued I was so dazzled by his twitterdom and stardom i what I meant to suggest was people would like him. To go to jail. Which which conference call are you not allowed to go on right now? Oh,
5: my God. The list is growing by the day, Tom. <laughs> it just keeps growing. They, I don't even did, know why I bother dialing in they, anymore. Is
3: it, have they ever done that? Has a company ever said to you you can't go on a call?
5: Um, no, but, you know, D- Disney said that they, they, they take into
6: account – how analysts have treated the company when they decide who gets to ask mm-hmm. questions. And there's been plenty of examples where I've hit star zero, ask the operator, and say, how come my question's not getting? Well, the company has asked that you yeah. not be allowed to ask a question on yeah, the call.
3: Yeah, And the other issue, Mike, is I just took a cheerful photo of us for Twitter in the glorious glow of our world headquarters. The Picture The picture that Walter Pysik put out on Twitter looked like we're in a crypt in a 12th century church. It's not that gloomy, folks, for those of you looking at Walter.
4: Walt B-A-T-I-G's right, well, we'll say work. It's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> so let's
3: go on Netflix. What are we going to talk about, Michael? Netflix. I, I quit getting Netflix because the movies I wanted on it were never on it. I'm in yeah. the minority, right?
4: Yeah. I mean, I've noticed that.
5: Okay. Uh, that's fine. I mean, there certainly is a less... There's less fresh movies today, and by fresh meaning nine-month-old movies because you know, you're still subject to all the different windows sure. that are that everyone else like HBO and Showtime are subject to. But the TV content's exploded in terms of the amount of content. Mm-hmm. There's basically a new show, series or special or movie, that drops basically every single week of the year, and that's led to the average household. So they've got – they're closing in on 50 million households or 50 million subscribers. The average subscriber – is streaming over two hours per day across the family. That's a pretty crazy statistic when you think that the average household watches call it eight hours of TV a day historically. So two hours for Netflix. The amount of video viewing shifting to Netflix is significant, and it's leading to lower and lower churn.
3: And, Mike, do you want to make 39% per year over the last 10 years? No. I mean, (laughs) you know, it's held up well, to say the least.
4: Are they properly priced? In other words, uh, given how much streaming they're doing can they raise prices on people
5: well it's funny you mentioned game of thrones before and you know who's going to get executed next hopefully it's not walter um, but think about it what's the second best show on hbo right now the second tom best second best show on hbo you second nailed, most iconic show you,
3: you, you nailed it i have no clue
5: yeah that shouldn't you be that shouldn't be and so hbo is 15 a month and you're essentially right now paying for one amazing show. Yes, Silicon Valley is good and Veep is good. There's a bunch of second-tier shows that are good, but they're certainly – they're failing to find that next iconic show. They've just had turnover in the programming department. They're struggling to find that next show. So I think Netflix, having just raised price or in the process of raising price to $10 a month with a suite of shows that people could name right now, whether it's House of Cards or Bloodline or Orange is the New Black or Narcos, there's enough shows. The price value, I think they could raise price further. I mean, I think they're probably underpriced right now at $10 a month for the amount they're delivering and the ease of access across platforms.
4: Well, what becomes of conventional? – they're basically a TV network now with the ability to access all the reruns. So what sure. becomes of the conventional TV as we know it the ABC, CBS, NBC and Fox and their affiliates and all of that?
5: Well, I I saw a chart, I actually tweeted it out, uh, I think Ad Age had done it, showing TV linear TV ratings of the five broadcast networks over the course of the last 10 years. And, you know, it's a pretty dramatic decline. I mean, consumer behavior is shifting away from live Mm -hmm. linear TV.
4: But the numbers that they still get, aren't they higher than what a a Netflix gets? Uh, In
5: total, there's obviously still more time spent watching broadcast TV, but those numbers are falling fast. And advertisers are increasingly concerned about it. You're, you know, advertising is doing better this year because we've got this crazy election going on. We've got the Olympics. But the, the over, the underlying trend of ratings is really a problem. And that's the problem that all these media companies are facing. It's why the stocks, I mean, pull up the stock charts on any of these companies and they're really right. struggling. I mean, this has not been a good last 12 months for this sector.
3: Okay. Let's continue. Rich Greenfield in, uh uh, Walter Pysik with us. Thrilled to have him from BTIG as we look at the digital media. We're going to touch upon, uh, one of the dramas of media, uh, when we come back and then also a, a larger, broader discussion of where they think all of this stuff that we're doing is heading. Rich Greenfield is single bus by Netflix and Walter Pysik talking up, uh, Apple as well. Futures up six have given way. Futures now. Well, Mike, 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 help me here. My, my, uh, my Bloomberg, uh, screen is amended. I have to.
4: It's amended? Yeah. it's. What did you do to I, it?
3: I was so razzle-dazzled by All right, having the well, young lads future's here.
4: up three points for uh, the S&P. Dow futures up 31. The stock 600 is up four points in Europe. This Hour of Surveillance brought to you by BMW Mount Kisco. Visit bmwmountkisco.com. Here is John Tucker with news headlines.
7: And Hillary Clinton has secured the delegates required to claim the Democratic presidential nomination, putting further pressure on Bernie Sanders to exit the race. In a battle, Donald Trump urgently rallied his most visible supporters to defend his attacks on a federal judge's Mexican ancestry during a conference call on Monday in which he ordered them to question the judge's credibility and target reporters asking questions about it. A top official says a car bomb attack targeted a police vehicle in Istanbul, killing 11 people. At least 36 were hurt. The dead included seven police officers. No claims of responsibility. And the first government report on student absenteeism shows more than one out of every 10 students misses at least three full weeks of school every year global news 24 hours a day powered by a 2400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world i'm john tucker mike and tom
4: thank you john time now for the land rover
2: persippany bloomberg nbc sports update with rob bushka rob Good morning, Mike and Tom. The Yankees, they made us wait until the seventh inning. They were down two nothing before those bats came alive. Brian McCann and Starlin Castro tied it with solo shots. Carlos Beltran had a homer in the eighth. That came from behind for a 5-2 win over the Angels in the opening game of the series in the Bronx. Masahiro Tanaka put him in position to win. He gave up two runs in seven innings. Andrew Miller struck out the side in the eighth to earn the win, while Aroldis Chapman notched his tenth save. Series continues tonight. David Huff squares off against Michael Pineda. Skipper Joe Girardi gave us a much-needed update on Mark to share his knee. Our goal is to try to get him baseball ready in three weeks, okay, to see where we're at. I can't tell you it's going to be three weeks, but that's our goal through treatment and all the other things that he'll go through. And when I say baseball ready, that would mean that he would be ready to play in a game. Deshera last played on Friday and has one for his last 18. Mets and Pirates, he'll play two in Pittsburgh. As Mother Nature got the best of them on Monday, Steven and Jonathan Neese nice in the matinee, followed by Jacob deGrom and Juan Nicasio. On the ice, Stanley Cup final, Penguins one win away from capturing their second cup in the last decade. They dominated San Jose 3-1. to Coach Mike Sullivan.
7: When they just play within themselves and they take what the game gives them, and when the plays aren't there to be made, they make simple plays. That's when we as a group become more difficult to play against. We don't feed our opponents transition game.
2: It would be their fourth cup with four different coaches. Game 5, Thursday. At the Igloo, an MMA ratings champ, Kimbo Slice, has died at the age of 42 of heart failure. He was scheduled to fight in London this July. That's your NBC Bloomberg Sports Update. Mike, Tom?
3: Yeah, thanks so much. Greatly appreciate it. Mike, a little bit of hockey here. Uh, It's really subsided because the NBA is... Uh, such, you know, two huge, huge teams in the NBA.
4: And it's hard to generate a lot of enthusiasm for Pittsburgh other than in That's the, true. the seat uh, opposite me in the studio.
3: That's true. I, I, I could say that. But it, but it's fun to watch and uh, close games. And uh, it, it shows a difference between big market, small market teams yep. and how it grabs a nation. I mean, it would be very different if it was. New York or well, Cleveland's not a
4: big market in the NBA, but there's a storyline there, yeah. That everybody likes the LeBron story, so everybody pays attention.
3: Our storyline is Richard Greenfield and Walter Pysack with us. We're going to come back and talk to them about truly. I mean, when Rich Greenfield says he's never seen this, that's a big deal. On the never seen this of the moment, Walter Pysack and Rich Greenfield and BTIG stay with us, Bloomberg surveillance.
4: The Sports Report brought to you by Land Rover Parsippany. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure that Discovery Sport was built to help your search, visit LandRoverParsippany.com or one 800
0: 54 wd Land Rover, above and beyond. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
8: And I'm Karen Moscow. This update is brought to you by Vanek Vectors ETFs. Expect more from your munis. Target tax-exempt income by maturity and credit quality, all with low-cost ETFs. Visit VanEck.com slash muni. Vanek, Access the opportunities. Stocks are rallying with emerging markets as investors added to bets that U.S. interest rates will stay lower for longer, keeping growth on track. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures up about three points now. Dow E-mini futures up 33. NASDAQ E-mini futures up 5.5. The DAX in Germany is up 1.5%. Ten-year Treasury up 6.30 seconds. The yield 1.71%. NYMEX crude oil up 1% or 51 cents to $50.20 a barrel. COMEX Gold is down seven tenths percent, or eight dollars forty cents, to twelve thirty nine an ounce. The euro, a dollar thirteen fifty two. The yen, one oh seven point six zero. Ralph Lauren is down 10% this morning after the company predicted a percentage sales decline in the low double digits this year as it closes stores. Biogen is down almost 9% after an experimental drug for multiple sclerosis, which had held out hope of altering the course of the disease, failed in a mid-stage trial. And Valiant Pharmaceuticals International cutting its 2016 profit forecast. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike.
3: Karen, thanks so much. It is 848 on Wall
0: Street. The following is from Bloomberg View. Opinions and commentary from Bloomberg columnists.
9: I'm Megan McArdle, a columnist for Bloomberg View. The universal basic income is an idea whose time has not yet come. Or so say the Swiss in a referendum this weekend in which the idea of a basic income grant was overwhelmingly rejected with more than three quarters of the population voting against. Maybe that's because UBI has some problems as a policy. The idea is that it fixes many of the problems with the existing welfare system, like the distortions inherent in giving people in-kind benefits like food stamps rather than cash they might rather spend on something else. Moreover, the income cutoff for all those various benefits can create absurd marginal tax rates, even climbing over 100%, where working more or getting a raise literally means you lose more in benefits than you gain in salary. The UBI is supposed to solve those problems by creating a single benefit that goes to everyone regardless of income, and in theory by providing a safety net. The UBI can free potential entrepreneurs and creatives to take risks chasing their dreams. Unfortunately, policymakers trying to craft a UBI end up with an unpalatable choice between creating a benefit that's useless or one that's too costly. Costly to pass. In the US, for example, a benefit of just $1,000 a month, which most of us would not consider a viable income, could cost $2.7 trillion a year while being less generous than what, say, a typical Social Security recipient now collects. The number is different by country, but the math is still the same. You can have generous benefits or you can have universal benefits, but it's very hard to have both. I'm Megan McArdle. For more view, please go to BloombergView.com or view Go on the Bloomberg terminal.
0: This has been Bloomberg View and
3: Bloomberg View commentary can be heard hourly, weekdays on Bloomberg Radio. And there's the music. No, it's not about King's Landing. It's about the future of Viacom. Walter Pysik with us. Rich Greenfield of BTIG. I mean, it is out of Game of Thrones, Rich. You were saying earlier you've never seen anything like this with Mr. Redstone and in the heritage of his company.
5: I mean, you've got the family essentially fighting the board of directors, Philippe Dumas suing the majority shareholder. This is – there's nothing like this. I mean, this is a pretty crazy battle for control of essentially two public companies. I mean, we we also – we talk about Viacom, but remember, whoever controls – Exactly. Whoever controls the Sumner Redstone Trust, the SMR Trust and National Amusements – controls Viacom and CBS.
3: That's exactly where I wanted to go. In your research note, I'm shocked at your silence on Mr. Moonvis. What does he want and what can he do?
5: We think it's pretty clear that Les wants Philippe gone uh, and that ultimately the two companies will get merged back together and Les would run both companies. We think that's the simplest solution that protects value at Viacom and lets Les control an, a larger platform and hopefully try to begin the process of maybe not fixing, but at least improving Viacom's longevity. Uh, I think the risk is is that um, Shari loses, Philippe actually wins, which I think is slim odds at this point. But if that happened, the question would be, would you still merge them together and would Philippe fire less? That's the scary scenario for less. And so I think the reality is yeah. there's only one winner here. This is going to be winner-take-all for the two companies.
3: Yeah, but Mike, this is the important thing, what Mr. Greenfield just said, which is Mr. Mundes isn't in charge of his destiny, which I think a lot of people would be shocked by.
4: Yeah, to have a record uh, like he's got. But but why would Domon want to get rid of uh, Les, given his track record?
5: Well, I think if you were going to merge the two companies together, if that's the safest action to protect Viacom's value,
4: Mm -hmm. I don't
5: Mm -hmm. think Philippe and Les can work within Mm -hmm. the same company. So uh, there's probably only room for one ego uh, within that boardroom, and so. What's sort of like uh, th- you and
3: Walter Pysik. <laughs> no, no, we work pretty
5: well together.
3: <laughs> Walter's over there looking at the Verizon meeting. Uh, Walter, is there any nuggets on Verizon
6: today that we need to know? They just gave some more details about. Um, what this strike impact was in terms of yeah. earnings per share, five to seven cents, losing. So yeah. stuff that was generally expected. Yeah. Okay.
3: I want to get back to the one single word ecosystem. Walter, let me start with you. Apple has an ecosystem. I believe you think it's undervalued. Do they need to go find content to help with their hardware ecosystem?
6: I think they've tried to do that um, unsuccessfully. It's been difficult to do that. There's many other areas they can extend their brand and their presence and you know, everyone's focused on the self-driving car of the future and and the, the moves that they have to make to do that. There's a lot of R&D going in. There's been discussions of them actually making a car. Um, but maybe they need to find companies that are, that are actually operating these cars, mm-hmm. like Uber or, you know, the investment that they made in China, which is the Uber competitor there.
3: Well, go ahead, Mike. Uh,
6: well, I was
4: just going to uh, bring a different company into it here because of what you're talking about, self-driving car, all these things that are not Apple. To, you know, that you think of as Apple, and that's Alphabet, Google. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys have a different sort of uh, belief. They sort of throw money at the wall and just see what sticks. I mean, they're in a million different areas. Uh, I think Facebook's copying that type
5: of model, too, if you look at it, trying to do planes in developing parts of the world to deliver Internet um, obviously making massive acquisitions like WhatsApp that don't even generate revenue right now. I think placing big, you know, virtual reality with Oculus, if you look at Facebook, I, I think, you know, Facebook and Google are making some very, very big long term bets.
4: It, it, it kind of gets, it seems, to what you were saying to us off the air that nobody in media has any idea right now. No clue God. what's going to happen.
5: They're buying back stock. They don't, you know, they're trying to basically live out the next few years while their contracts keep paying them ridiculous amounts of money. I mean, if you look at You're this so out of the cynical. out of the well, look, the top 20 media executives, sorry, the top 20 CEOs in America in terms of pay in The New York Times the other day, I think media had seven of them despite awful stock performance. So there's been no connection between compensation for media executives and stock price performance. And the reality is, is all they're doing is buying back stock without any fi- none of them has any way of figuring out how to get onto the most important device in consumers' lives, which is mobile devices. And that's where all of media right now is failing.
4: Let me ask this, Walter. Can they do it? Is is media, as we've thought about it, Mm -hmm. something that can be scaled down to a mobile device?
6: I mean, I think it already has. You're seeing, if anyone has kids or anybody, how people are watching uh, content. The TV is off, or even if it's on, the focus is on the screen that's in front of you. Um, you know, it's okay. it's been perceived as short form, but there's been some data that's come out of uh, Sandvine about the ex- people willing to to watch fifteen, twenty five okay. minutes of of content on devices.
3: Okay, so Rich, you and I go to lunch at Michael's today, <laughs> over on Fifty Sixth Street, wherever it is. <laughs> I think
6: you like guy. You know, we, can Walter we'll, and I come we'll,
3: too? <laughs> we'll too. But we go to Michael's and we have a power lunch. Where's that lunch going to be in five years? I mean, where is is TV per se in five years if Mike's and my kids aren't watching?
5: Uh, you know, I, I think, I don't think it's going to happen in five years, but I think over 10 years, I think the concept of linear TV is going to fade away. I think there'll be events that are live, but I think there'll be a dramatic, you know, I think all content's going to be in an IP on demand world, and you'll watch it when you want to watch it, when you have time on what device, where you are, and you'll tune in for events mm-hmm. like the NBA Finals.
4: Well, bold but- prediction. Will sports stay on live free TV, or are they going to be? Well,
5: sports has already moved dramatically off of free TV. I mean, the NBA Finals, you know, obviously all of the lead-up to the NBA was on TNT, which was obviously pay TV. Uh, you've got, you know, the NFL has Sunday Night Games. I mean, more and more content is moving. The, actually, the NCAA Finals, March Madness, was only on cable this year for the first time ever. And so more and more content is moving off of free TV. I, I think that trend continues. And I think the reality is all that you actually have in terms mm-hmm. of quote-unquote live our events whether it's the oscars or whether it's the super bowl but i think beyond that the idea of linear tv to our kids right. makes well, no why sense why do you even need that mm-hmm. facebook
6: live has got a, certainly a great platform you can sure. see you can engage with your friends when the sunday night game comes on rather than clicking the television button you're clicking your apple tv or roku or whatever it is bring up a facebook app watching the same exact game same quality with the added benefit of seeing your friends comment on via uh, facebook live so how does can you do that, do that right now you technically could the problem is the
5: rights are locked up for a long time but technically sure i mean it's it's you're going to see on twitter right twitter's going to have nfl games next year
3: 30, 30 seconds disney buy hold sell
5: sell it's the most overvalued company in the space numbers i think bloomberg shows consensus right now of like 617 618 numbers have started to come down we believe they can't earn $6 uh, as this, as they as numbers come down Everyone's got to lower their 17 numbers for Disney. They can't make those numbers. The stock's going to be 90 or less. Let it go. Let it Let go. It go. <laughs> I love that.
3: <laughs> great. How about Fade, the force? <laughs> yeah, fade, fade the, the force? Fade the Force. Fade the Force. Rich Greenfield, thank you so this much. Walter Isaac, true. thank you so much. This has been fabulous. With BTIG, again, we protect the copyright of all of our guests. We're not going to send you out. But we'll Greenfield this. on this.
2: This is Bloomberg Surveillance.